Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. The Combine's next week. Did you know this? I didn't know that this. That really crept that up on me. That snuck up on me a that lot. That feels early. I was talking to Wes this morning, just, you know, shooting the, the breeze with our co-worker here at SNR. Co-worker friend. And he was saying, yeah, I'm going to actually be in the station a little bit later today. If you're going to be there, we can see each other. I got to pick up the equipment for the combine. I was like, what? I was like, we're already here. So next week, those boys hot-tailing up to Indianapolis that for the NFL Combine. really early. Like, I feel like it's usually mid-March, like St. Patrick's Day. Is it getting Day. earlier and earlier each year? No, it's. The, I looked this up. It's the same basic time frame uh, this year as it was last year. So it is around That's this time so, of year. That feels way earlier. It does just feel so early. Um feel bad for Wes because he's always talked to me about the trips that he goes on. No, 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 no. And he always says, every year I want to go down to Bloomington and catch a game at Assembly Hall. Well, this year that team stinks. My boys and Cream and Crimson Don't you still go, though? Right you still now. go, though, just because it's Assembly I haven't Hall. been back since the pandemic. But I'm saying for you go because it's, oh, assemb- it's, it's, it's Assembly historic. Hall. Yeah, but those boys Yeah, maybe they're playing. Maybe right they're now. playing somebody good, too. I don't know who they're playing. See a Purdue, see an Illinois. But they just lost in Nebraska. I don't feel bad for Wes because Nebraska it's basketball? a hell of a time. Nebraska basketball, don't sleep on him. They're in the tournament this year. I am not jealous of him at all because no, it's Indy's a, a hell of a time. Yeah. You don't have to leave indoors to literally travel mm-hmm. the entire city. It's all connected by Skywalk. Mm-hmm. Uh, those guys are going to have a hell of a time. But more importantly, we're going to have a hell of a time covering that thing oh, yeah. from Radio Row. Boots on the ground. Wes, Dale, Matt, Starks. Uh, I'm pretty Motes. sure. Moats is going. This is going to be a lot of great content coming for you guys. This next week, uh, maybe we'll try to have one of the or two of those guys on this show awesome. to do a little crossover. Uh, I'm pretty sure no one covers the combine no. like we do. SNR has already it's, it's already February, great. already released its first mock draft with Mike Pursuta, Dale Lally, and Matt Williamson. That's where I was going to go with this. Episode. Oh, that's where I was going to go with this episode because oh, I'm, on, vibes, I'm on Steelers.com and it's mock draft triple take 1.0 by those three wow. guys. And I'm just like, it's here, baby. Before we get to that, though, the combine, the NFL draft is the biggest sporting event where no sport is actually being played. It's bigger than NBA games. It's yeah. bigger than NHL. Is the games. combine close behind? It's getting there is what I was just about yeah. to say. Like it has built itself up into just as much, maybe a little bit less. Maybe saying just as much is getting ahead of myself, but. It's neck and neck with the con- uh, with the draft as far as eyeballs on television screens, intrigue for really just watching a bunch of guys working out in shorts. You know, the draft will outrate whatever NBA game is on that oh, night. Not whatever even close. NHL game is on that night. Not even close. I'm very curious to see and as we work our way through the week. Now, granted, the combine coverage is in the middle of the day, so that mm-hmm. does kind of skew it a little bit. But people are more attracted to the minutiae around the NFL than they are the actual sports being oh, yeah. played in other leagues. That that just illustrates, again, 
how king the NFL is, how top of the mountain it is. We are three weeks now removed from the Super Bowl, and we're already geared up for a big <laughs> I, NFL event next week. I don't feel like we've taken our foot off the gas since the Super Bowl. But one one not on the draft and one not on the combine. The draft that you mentioned always happens late April. Tom, we're not talking about regular season NHL and NBA games. That is first round playoffs. And it it's always not maybe early second round. And it still gets better ratings, the draft does, than those playoff games. And also, the combine... I know it's still in Indianapolis, but they're already talking about maybe moving it to Minneapolis. And yeah. it would not surprise me either. If it can move to Minneapolis, it can move anywhere it wants. See, put it in a real, true big market, and there you go. Uh, then it becomes maybe 1A or 1B to the draft and 1A in terms we were of talking non-sporting about, sport events. Labs and I were talking about this on Asked and Answered. It should never leave Indianapolis. It shouldn't. Indianapolis but is perfect. It, the conversation came very close to moving it this year. But they should never do it. It is a perfect spot for it. Everything is indoors, like I said. You literally can travel from your hotel room, and there's billions of hotel rooms all around the city of Indy. Mm-hmm. You can travel from your hotel room to the convention center radio row, to uh, P.F. Chang's in a strip mall, to St. Elmo's, the most famous restaurant there, in shorts and t-shirts in the middle of February, or end of February, because you'd never have to leave outside. They're all connected by Skywalk. Um, The city just has this amazing infrastructure to be able to house 32 teams, the staff around those teams, the prospects from the college uh, ranks that are going to the Combine, the scouting departments from these teams, like all of that is is perfect for Indianapolis, but they're going to move it because of the course NFL, they're going to move about, it. They want to move. They moved the draft. They got that out of Radio City Music Hall. Now it's a traveling band. The uh-huh. Super Bowl's a traveling band. I mean, I don't think anybody would argue with you if you just decided, hey, the Super Bowl's going to be in Vegas now from now on because we have Vegas in our arsenal. And I mean, you win the Super Bowl, what better town to go to? Why don't we just make it right in your backyard when mm-hmm. when you win it? Uh, but they're going to rotate that around. It's just inevitable that they're going to rotate the combine around. They're going to accept bids from other cities, get more I was money getting in worried. their pockets. I, mean, I was it's getting worried that how this you, league works. you were talking yourself into, oh, they're going to keep it in Indianapolis because how perfect it is. I'm I glad, want it to be. I'm glad. You know, I understand that you can appreciate Indianapolis and how perfect it is for the draft, but I'm glad mm-hmm. you aren't fully blind to the NFL's and the NFL's need to profit off of anything it can. And inevitably, like you just laid out, the combine will move because of money, and there's really no other reason for it. No, of course not. That's that's the name of the game. It drives the bus. Uh, cities will want to put their bid in for it. Cities will want to have that exposure, and the NFL will happily oblige if the city obliges by giving them a couple extra mm-hmm. Washingtons and Lincolns in their pocket. <laughs> but we mentioned the <laughs> we mentioned the draft is coming up. And or the combine's coming up, and then you you jumped in and said, you know, they did their first mock draft over on Steelers.com, the triple take with Matt uh, Prezuda and Lolly. Um, Lolly's top ten, no real surprises for me. Caleb Williams one, Drake yep. May two, yep. Jane Daniels three. Uh, then you got Harrison and Neighbors two top wide receivers. Then he's got Bowers going to the Giants at six, a tackle and Joe Alt, Dallas Turner going to the Falcons from the uh, Bama. Uh, Washington's wide receiver, Roma Dunze, going to the Bears. And then, oh, I love this name, Olumuia Fashanu. I butchered mm. that. D-tackle from Penn State. Great player going to the Jets. That's his top 10. Um, I'm surprised with Dale's top 10. 
those run of three quarterbacks, and then not another quarterback made it into his top ten. You see a lot of other mock drafts have mm-hmm. a fourth quarterback sneak into that top ten range. Um, Dale said, no, I'm going to pass on them if I'm the teams that don't get on the big three. Uh, Mike Prezuda, very interesting and, and totally classic Prezuda, honestly, when you think about it. No Caleb Williams going number one overall in Mike's <laughs> mock draft. No Caleb Williams going number two overall oh, in Mike's on, mock Mike, draft. What are you doing? The Patriots get Caleb Williams, according to Prezuda, at number three. The Bears keep Justin Fields and take Marvin Harrison Jr. at number one in his mock draft. Drake May goes to the Commanders. If the if the Bears hold on to Fields and go with Harrison Jr., which would be the right pick if they decide to hold on to Fields, don't you think the Commies will take Williams? Like, I don't know. Why would the Commies be so enthralled with the number two prospect that even if Williams drops, they're going to be like, well, Drake May's our guy. So I'll disagree with Pursuit a little bit on that one. I think if Williams is there, Washington's going to take him. A hundred percent. That's that's a franchise in desperate need of a quarterback. Why would they not, after Chicago passes, use I mean, Drake May's chance. good, and he could be a guy, but, I mean, Williams is the clear-cut number one prospect, I think, in this class. Um, Prezuda did have another quarterback go, but later had Jaden Daniels going to the Falcons at number eight. If he's there for the Falcons, I think that would be a really great pick, uh, for them. And then Matt Williamson, our ex-scout aboard Mm -hmm. SNR, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, his top three, Marvin Harrison, Malik Nambers, his top five, pretty much right in line with Dale's. Uh, the only big difference with Matt's is he was the only one of the three that included another quarterback in his top 10. He put J.J. McCarthy at number eight to the Atlanta Falcons. Oh. Someone's going to fall into that trap. Oh, definitely. I don't think J.J. McCarthy's a third-round talent, a fourth-round talent. But I agree with Matt. I, I'd love to you, get you Matt's agree. take on this. I don't think he's saying I would pick J.J. McCarthy at number you eight. Think I think he's reading the tea leaves and saying someone's going to jump right. the gun on this guy mm-hmm. and overvalue him because they look at how much time he spent at Michigan as the starter. He beat Ohio State twice. He won three straight Big Ten titles. He finally got through and won the national championship last year. He worked with Harbaugh for four years, one of the best quarterback coaches you can have as a head coach in the game of football now. They're going to talk themselves into all that stuff and take this kid yep. way too early. I take JJ. You know what's funny? If I'm the Steelers and he's there in like the fifth, sixth round, which I think he probably is more talented for that range, maybe yeah. a little higher than that, I'd take a flyer on him. Yeah. But LA, I just, LA I just draft don't pick. think yeah. a team should put a first, second round pick into this kid. You're asking for disappointment. Don't see his game translating to the NFL level as a, a number one overall superstar kind of pick. Yeah, it's got to be a late draft pick. I mean, I don't mind it just because he is worthy of like a third and fourth round talent, most likely. And if he's still there, maybe in maybe in the fifth round, especially in the sixth round. I mean, we've already we've already said that we expect the Steelers to be uh, searching for a quarterback in the seventh, if not the sixth round. So if he's still there in those later rounds, why would you not take a floater on him? I think they're going to on whatever quarterback's there. He won't be there because even if he does fall back, it was too much for me to say he'd be in the fifth or sixth round. If he falls out of the first round, McCarthy's spot would be like a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and I think that's appropriate for someone that has the pedigree that he does. Although, remember, Stetson Bennett, just last year, two-time national champion, went back-to-back with Georgia, Drafted in the fourth round, late fourth round, by the L.A. Rams. But they never 
you know, I don't think he made it out of training camp. Nah, you, uh, Didn't he have some off-the-field issues? I know he wasn't the backup come the end of the year because it was Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. He might have been the emergency third-string quarterback, Maybe. though. My point being is, don't fall into the trap of him being a national champion and picking him in the first round. Right. Uh, they did it with Stetson Bennett. They were able to ignore the two-time Super Bowl champion, and they said, well, look at the team around him, and really a perfect storm for him, and he played great. And he's a national championship quarterback, and he's one of the best quarterbacks in Georgia history now. And his auto dealership down in Georgia will thrive for the rest of his life because of the name attached to it, Stetson Bennett Auto. But they didn't get fooled by that and pick him early. McCarthy's kind of the same way, man. Like, good quarterback in college, did exactly what he had to do to get them into that national championship mm-hmm. and win that game. No one is pointing to J.J. McCarthy as, as the, the reason why that Michigan, stirred that yep. drink. Their yep. defense, their running back tandem. Oh, yeah. That's the stuff that people look at for Michigan. So I see him kind of in that same Bennett boat, but for whatever reason, a lot of people think there's smoke to the fire of him going in the first round. I just don't know if I agree with that. That's those top ten picks for those guys. Big surprise was Pazuda's with yeah. I mean, with, I mean, not around. a surprise to me that Marvin Harrison was goes first. first because that means that Justin Fields just stays in Chicago. But the fact that Washington He's stuck with takes Drake May, Drake May over Caleb Williams. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have? Hair plugs. I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like, check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's get to their Steeler picks, though. That's the one that means the most. I love Dale's. Love it. I want Dale's pick to be my pick. Is it the the offensive lineman from Oregon? No. No. You're on the wrong side of the football. Oh, defensive line. Nope. No. Cornerback. Cornerback. Oh. Cooper DeJean from Iowa, Mm. the white cornerback, he is a stud. And you know what else I like him in? The punt return game. He was a big playmaker for Iowa in the punt return game for them. Um, Iowa did the Iowa thing last year where they lost two games, but they were a miserable team to watch, and they won the games like 13-3, to uh, but got to the Big Ten championship game because this is what Iowa does. There was a game, though, where they had a chance to only have a one-loss team head into that game. They lost to Minnesota. Um, weird play with a – they said it was a fair catch, but or they said it wasn't a fair – he said it wasn't a fair catch, but you know how the, sometimes they wave their arm in the air. He returns a punt. They get it called back. They end up losing to Minnesota. But my point being is he returned a punt in that game in such a weighty yeah. moment. He has playmaking ability – 
on top of being a pretty damn good corner. And I think the big thing that you got to remember when you're looking at these cornerbacks in this draft class, whether it's Cooper DeJean, whether it's somebody else, you're kind of looking for a CB2. You're not you don't need that stud, CB1. right? You're not right. asking Cooper DeJean to be the 20th pick in this draft, come in and take over as your number one corner sooner rather and than take later. take on the Jamar Chases, Justin Jeffersons of the world. No, right. you're asking him to be a compliment to Joey Porter mm -hmm. Jr. That's a great point. Um, I like Cooper DeJean. I think that would be a very good pick. Uh, I agree with Dale on that one. Now, other positions, offensive line, defensive line, I'd agree with that too. Would not be upset if I'm sitting back with my feet up on the table at the Steelers facility and I hear the news that Cooper DeJean's coming to Pittsburgh. That would that would be A-OK -okay in my book. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And uh, you look at Iowa, if he's one of the best defensive players on the best defensive team, or the I guess the second best defensive team, and the best conference of defensive football in all of America, the Big Ten, then this guy's got to be a legitimate NFL player. And like I just think the point you made was so great that it's it's not like Joey Porter Jr. didn't work out, and this is attempt number two at finding the number one shutdown guy. This is just finding that second piece to that cornerback room. And who knows, Tom? I mean, a lot of people are saying Cooper DeJean can be that guy for a team. But yeah, the, he has one p number one potential. Like you could have two number ones with him. That's a that's a that's legal. I'm allowing that. I'm just saying, there's not the pressure there for him to be a, a shutdown immediately. You don't have to be Sauce Gardner right away. Kind of got that guy already. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are probably saying the cornerback uh, from Alabama is going to be the first guy taken at that position off the board. That's early though, right? That's like, really that's top ten. Yeah, that's that's just completely out of the the Steelers. The uh, best cornerback in draft classes almost always go top 10. Yeah. I mean, there's such an important position. And I don't think you're it. Like, when the Steelers traded up with the Bengals to get Devin Bush at number 10, that move made sense because you were looking for your your first guy to really take over for the role of Ryan Shazier, and he met that criteria. You don't need a Ryan Shazier cornerback because you kind of have a guy like that in Joey Porter Jr. already. So there's no need to trade all the way up, especially when there's capable cornerback play around your pick at pick 20. Before we get to Pursuit's pick at, at 20, uh, one thing that I've seen here, I've seen in a lot of other mock drafts, that defensive tackle position, there seems to be a run of guys like in pick 15, 16, 17, 8, like that range right before the Steelers, uh, like a Guyton from Oklahoma, a Fatanu from Washington, uh, a Marius Mims, who I like a lot from Georgia, those guys seem to go like right before the Steelers. Mm. So that kind of obviously Fashanu from Penn State is going to go in the top ten. Yeah, that player. forces their hand into uh, maybe another position group. If 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 Cooper DeGene is there, if the center from Oregon is there, which is who Prezuda takes in his mock draft, so I, I like the center that a Jackson lot. Powers like Johnson from Oregon. Yeah, so far Dale's pick, Mike's pick, uh, no qualms about it at all. I mean, they're smart guys. They're smarter than us at this stuff. Of course, they're not going to pick a wide receiver or something mm -hmm. crazy in the first round, do something to, to put their name out there. Or trading up in some yeah, crazy exactly. draft hypothetical to no, get these a Drake are, May or James These Daniels. feel like the right yeah. picks. Mm -hmm. um, you can argue all you want about the center position. Here in Pittsburgh, it has been such a staple for this team. They always seem to have that. When they have their best teams, they always have that anchor at the center spot. I mean, they have three of the best centers to ever play the they, game. They have all. And then you, you got Jeff Hardings into that mix. Not one of the best to ever play but the a Super game, Bowl champion. he was great when he played for them as a Super Bowl. Two-time Super Bowl champion. Pro when yeah. he played that position for them. So, like, 
When they've been good, they've always had talent in the middle of that offensive line. Uh, Mason Cole really struggled this year, especially snapping the football, which is 101 stuff. This kid, Jackson Powers Johnson, he's been a center at Oregon. Um, I don't think he'd have that big of a learning curve as far as the position is concerned, as opposed to like a Kendrick Green. He tried to move from guard to center. Mason Cole's mm-hmm. moved around all throughout his career. Like this is a true center that you'd be drafting. And I know the Steelers in their tendency to slow play things. He gets drafted by the Steelers. I know Mason Cole is still going to be center number one. Start rookie minicamp, start minicamp, start training camp. I'm not going to make the prediction that JPJ starts week one. Also, it'd be great. We have another JPJ on the team. I just realized that. But <laughs> I'm not saying I he's going to. I just got confused. I was like, what do you mean JPJ is not starting week one? That guy started for us the entire second half of the season. The offensive JPJ. Like, yeah. I'm not going to predict that he'd be a week one starter. But we're going to do the same thing if they do draft him as we get into the training camp where we're scratching our heads and we're saying he's probably their best chance at center. He's probably giving them the best chance at making. He's probably giving their line the best five out there if he's one of them. Um, they started Kendra Green ASAP as a center. You know, they've done it before in the past. I don't think that they have a overwhelming sense of loyalty to Mason Cole. I mean, he wasn't even really one of their guys. They brought him in through right. free agency. JPJ would have a pretty decent, JPJ offensive JPJ would have a okay. pretty decent chance. Figure it out a way. Pretty decent chance, I think, of grabbing that uh, opening day center spot. Uh, I wonder, though, I, I don't expect Mason Cole to be back on this team. As you said, there's really no loyalty owed to Mason Cole. But I wonder if, I mean, they're not going to move forward without Mason Cole to start the offseason and not pick up another center, right? in some way via free agency. So I wonder if the guy they pursue not necessarily negates any possibility of JPJ coming or getting drafted by the Steelers, but if he does, I wonder, though, if that new center who was picked up via free agency is performing better than Mason Cole does, and then that really allows the Steelers to work in JPJ into that starting lineup. Or if they just pick up a guy, just a guy, and say, listen, JPJ, like we want you starting, but this guy's been there, done that. We don't really owe him anything, so you got to go out there and earn it. That'd be okay with me, too. So Matt Williamson has Jackson Powers Johnson and Cooper DeJean going before the Steelers in his mock draft. Mm. JPJ goes to the Jags at 17, DeJean 19 to the Iowa, or excuse me, to the Rams from the Iowa Hawkeyes right before the Pittsburgh Steelers get to pick. But he still sticks with the offensive line. He takes a tackle, Tyler Guyton, out of Oklahoma. Now, I think the three biggest needs for this team are corner, offensive line help, and then the defensive line help. None of these guys took a defensive lineman in the first round. Mm -hmm. Two offensive linemen off the board, a center and an offensive tackle. And then Dale went to the defensive side, but he went into the secondary and picked a corner. Um, D-tackles, a couple of them went off the board before uh, Matt got to this pick, Byron Murphy out of Texas. Fashanu was a top 10 pick out of Penn State, obviously. I'm not opposed to taking an offensive tackle in the first round, though. Um, this isn't the best offensive tackle on the board. A couple have been taken before him in Matt's mock draft, but kind of in the same sense that, and I, I guess I'm assuming a lot because we don't know where they're going to put Broderick Jones, but I feel like in the same way that a Dijon can come in and not have to feel that pressure to be the anchor, the stud, the number one of five on that line. Guyton's kind of got that same thing going for him because 
no offense to Guyton, he'd be a first-round pick as well. I think Broderick Jones's pedigree was a little bit higher than his coming out of college. I think he's a big, bit better of a prospect. Mm-hmm. Was a would have been a bit higher of a draft pick uh, than Guyton if Matt is correct and the Steelers do take him at number twenty. But if you get another tackle in here, maybe Guyton plays left tackle, maybe plays right tackle, maybe you move Broderick Jones over. I don't know. All but I know is that I, I like that yep. it's not Dan Moore yep, at one yep, of the spots. Yep, no yep, offense yep. to Danny. I think he's got a I no, I'm serious because I think he's got a role on this team in 2024. As but, a but not as a starter. Mm-hmm. Will he start games? Yes. Because I'm gonna predict that it's not gonna be three years in a row with now missed man time on the offensive line. So he's gonna have to play games, but he's a better suited sixth man than he is a starting five. I wholeheartedly agree. And Plus, then you'd have two tackles that were picked in the first round. Like your two tackles right. would be pedigree guys instead of a fourth. But that's round the pick, same conversation we pick. were having with uh, the cornerback out of Iowa that Dale picked. Yeah, then you'd have two pedigree guys. Exactly. You'd have a first round pick. And Joey, Joey Porter, Porter Jr. is a first round draft. Quote. Pick. You couldn't see my air quotes. My voice. I hope you heard him. But yeah, he was a first. He round is a pick. first round draft pick. He's and then thirty two overall. I mean, didn't he work out a thing in his contract where he got paid like a first round I pick? I think so. Yeah. So. Um, so you yeah. at either position, I'm happy with that. You have two cornerbacks who are first round, or two two offensive tackles who are both first round. They talents. kept trying to find these diamonds in the rough with Kendrick Green at right. center and Dan, and Dan Moore. Moore at the mm-hmm. and, and Chooks at the other tackle right. spot. Mid round draft picks at these important positions. You can't get by with that. Well, yeah. you can if you if you nail them. It's hard to nail them every time, though. And you were drafting Kedger Green and Dan Moore and Chooks in the third and fourth and fifth rounds. Let's put rounds. it this way. You're playing the lottery like you're playing the draft lottery. If you get a Chooks or a Dan Moore, you get five lottery balls for them to pan out as mm-hmm. a legit starter. You pick in the first round, those guys get 15. Mm-hmm. Like They just have a better chance of panning out than, than maybe. Hey, a fourth-round pick can be better than a first-round pick. Happens every year. But it's just not as likely to happen. Mm-hmm. The odds aren't in your favor. Now I'm happy with this is the this is the direction this team needs to go especially with Arthur Smith coming in as the OC you know how happy he is running the football and and emphasizing the protection of the quarterback either by getting the new JPJ or Guyton that re- only reinforces that that play calling by Arthur Smith allowing him to do a better job yeah and and if the Steelers can get to a point where that offensive line is top 10 top 5 um, I don't care what your identity is on offense. You pass the ball a lot. You run the ball a lot. Being able to control the trenches in that way is going to translate into winning football. It just is. You run the ball a thousand times a game. You pass the ball a thousand times a game. If the line is protecting your quarterback, if the line is opening up holes for your running backs, if the defensive tackles and the defensive linemen are on their heels because of how dominant your front is, you're going to be a very successful football team. The entire reason why the Eagles won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles wasn't because of Foles, wasn't because of the defense, it wasn't because of some weapons that they had on offense. They had the best offensive line in football and arguably the best defensive line in football. You know, I don't want to boil it down to it being that simple of a game, but if you dominate the trenches and you have an above average to great quarterback, you're a Super Bowl contender. Now, the latter part of that equation is way hazy for the Steelers. We have no idea how long it's going to take if that guy is on the roster to, you know, check that box quarterback-wise. But they are building something on this offensive line. They've got a stud in Broderick Jones. Mm -hmm. The running game exploded on his insertion into the game, and you could see it on tape how great he is. The potential to be great, I should say. 
James Daniels came on a little slow in his first year here last year, but he's been really good. You need an upgrade at the center position, they're going to. Isaac Ciamalu, kind of the same thing as Daniels. A little slow starting, but what a great finish to the season he had. I like that guy, very comfortable with him being here next year. Yep. And then you got the other tackle spot, Dan Moore, Guyton, another draft pick. It feels to me like they're two more pieces away, a center and another tackle, from really pushing themselves into the mm. conversation of we can be a top five offense. We're line. back to that we could offensive be. line unit that yeah. was led by Pouncey yeah. and yeah. Ramon Foster yeah. and DeCastro. Yep. yep. They're they're trending in the right direction. They had a DeCastro and a Pouncey, two all pros. Broderick Jones strikes me as an all pro. Just find that one more. Find mm-hmm. that find that, you know, Second Lane Johnson right. to your Kelsey or you find that one two punch. And I think they're going to. And they might already have it. In, maybe Ciamalu is that one-two punch. Mm. I'd love to see Jones next to Ciamalu. Like that, that I want to move Jones together, to the left yeah, and let's have the, that. those two were the best run-blocking linemen that the Steelers had this year. Put them next to each other and run on the left side of the line a mm-hmm. lot. But I just feel that the offensive line is taking steps in the right direction. And the quarterback is the sexy spot. Getting more wide receivers is the sexy, sexy talking point. But... As far as team improvement is concerned, I like the direction it's headed and kind of the quiet behind the shadows world of offensive line play. Mm-hmm. Right there with you. It's 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 every, it's everything that we've said that needed that's needed to happen for the last three years or so. We the Steelers have neglected to draft in the first round in an offensive lineman. What since back since David DeCastro was taken, right? Or it wasn't even just the first round. Wasn't it the first two rounds the Steelers hadn't taken a, a member of the offensive line? Way back since like 2012 when David DeCastro was selected. So you go 10 plus years without a first or second round draft pick at that at that unit. And now here you are with a chance to go back to back years with first round talent added to your roster. No doubt about it. Now we talked about those positions, including defensive tackle, being big needs for the Steelers. But there's other positions that aren't big needs, but are still needs, mainly the wide receiver room. So I'm going to talk about the wide receivers. We're going to talk about the wide receivers when we come back, talk about drafting one, talk about free agency perhaps, talk about the receiving room in general and how the guys that are incumbents did last year might do in 2024. It's all on the way on the Steelers Standard. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 